Did you think we'd stop doing interviews on Canada's Pinball Podcast? I'm making up for lost ground, ladies and gentlemen, with the one and only Ben Heck. He doesn't even need an introduction. I'm going to air this interview right now. It's about an hour and a half. I apologize for the length, but I guarantee you what you get in quantity on Canada's Pinball Podcast, you also will get in quality. Let me just air the tape. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome back to Canada's Pinball Podcast a man who doesn't even really need an introduction, Mr. Ben Heck. Ben, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. Glad to know my reputation precedes me. Oh, it does. And it's been a while, Ben. Like, are you, you used to come on the show a while ago. You've done some other well, I've, pinball podcasts. I've only, been on your, I've only been on your show a couple times, I think. I know. And I... I but I've wanted you on more consistently, and you have to admit, there was a time when you're like, you know what, I'm not ready to talk. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like coming back from a war. Like sometimes you just want to like curl up into a ball and not talk to anyone about <laughs> it. I've, I've never been to a war, but I would assume it's kind of like the same thing. Well, the pinball hobby does create post-traumatic stress disorder, and so we're going to talk <laughs> a lot about what's going on in the hobby. So. What, what should we talk about first? Because because it's November. I think it's only fitting in the month of November we should talk about Oktoberfest. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, let's see. I actually bought some Oktoberfest beer in preparation for this uh, conversation. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I was at the, the Detroit airport uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest they had on tap. Mm-hmm. And I'd never buy Sam Adams. I mean, I just don't – you know, it's not my thing. But I tried it, and I actually uh, really liked it, so I found a 12-pack of it at a store here in Wisconsin, so that's what I bought. Because – so Oktoberfest beers, right? they start selling them like in July nowadays. Right. It's, it's, like, it's like pumpkin spice, right? It's, they start selling that shit in like summer, and, and it just gets us ready for the fest. So Ben, let me ask you a question. Before It's, it's just like you know the day after Halloween, they put the Christmas decorations on. Right. It's capitalism. Now, it's marketing. Have you – ever celebrated Oktoberfest as a festival ever no and there's a lot of Germans in this state and I I mean I know of it but I don't I've never done it I mean I like to drink right but (laughs) so when you when you you, we heard the rumors there was going to be an Oktoberfest pinball machine and now that it's a real thing like just give me your thoughts like you give me your thoughts about the theme because I know we want to talk a lot about how theme matters on this show because I, I, I that's a topic that is always discussed. Yeah. But what what do you think about this as a theme for pinball? Well, my first reaction was that it was an awful theme. Uh, it's seasonal to one month, which is bad enough. It's it would be like making a Christmas pin or an Easter pin, or I mean a nightmare before a Christmas pin would work. But uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, you're in marketing. I mean, you shouldn't have something that's limited to one time of the year. Right. And if you are going to make a pinball machine about Oktoberfest, that damn thing better be released in October, not January. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's so weird. It's like they knew when it was, 
and then it's still not shipping by the festival. Like that to me, that's like launching a Christmas pinball machine in March. Yeah, the name of your game tells you when to launch it. Right. It's not. It's not rocket science. You it's don't like, need to do any market research. Well, clearly they didn't anyway. Right. It's like the world's greatest summer blockbuster coming to you this fall. I still have the ah oh, shit. I wonder where it went. I. I used to work at a movie theater long ago, and I actually had the poster where Titanic was going to come out in the summer uh, because, you know, well, that happens a lot. Like movies and stuff will get pushed back. Like I remember playing Red Dead Redemption, which got pushed back like what a year. Do you know why Titanic got pushed back? Uh, Because they didn't have the effects done? No, no. I'll tell you exactly why. There's one man who had it pushed back to the winter. His name is Harrison Ford because Air Force One was coming out in the summertime, and he said – I will not let you launch Titanic to compete with my movie. And but he, there are different studios. He had enough power in Hollywood. and he got Are you it, sure about that? I just thought it wasn't done in time. No. Like, Google it. And then, so that's actually what started hmm. the whole, like, winter being a good time of year to launch, like, these blockbusters because it killed it at the box office. Well, yeah, because January back then, January and February were like dead months. Dead months. So yep. speaking of dead months and dead, like, so you think this theme is hard enough to begin with, and it's it's shipping two to three months after October. Right. Why well, do you it, think they picked Oktoberfest as a theme? I would imagine someone at the company likes Oktoberfest or likes beer, or maybe they met their wife at an Oktoberfest, and it's also like a non-licensed theme. I assume it's non-licensed. Although, who knows? You know, some beer company probably has some secret no, it's, license. It's, it's, it's an open IP, which means that anyone okay. can do it. It's it's not an original IP. We hear that a lot on Pinside. Like, original IPs. This is not original. They didn't create the, the holiday or Hardly the festival. Hardly anything is truly original. Maybe dialed in. Yeah. Magic Girl's original. That did real well. Um, mm-hmm. So, they do you think they picked it, Ben, because the demo for pinball, they're just like, dudes drink beer, festival about beer like why do you what do you think possibly i mean i've heard all sorts of like dumb pitches uh, like a big one's like nfl like oh we should make an nfl pin we could sell a different one in every state you know like there's always like some dumb pie in the sky idea that people have and they might have had that idea with oktoberfest you know like oh barcades are cool and every barcade every bar in america will buy one you know like it's some at some point, someone probably said that. Of course, you know, they said the same thing about Wheel of Fortune. You know, like, everyone's heard of Wheel of Fortune, so everyone will buy this pin. Right. Uh, yeah, or the Beatles. <laughs> we'll, we'll go into Beatles. Like, don't jump ahead yet. Honestly, so, I, don't, I don't know why someone would pick that theme. I mean, I love beer, and I couldn't care less about a theme about beer. Because it's a it, – how is that a good theme? Especially if it's family-friendly. I mean, beer is about getting drunk and being stupid – and that's – I don't really consider that to be family-friendly personally. Right. Now, are, are you a little bit surprised because if you're, if you're American Pinball and, and you, you know, you've worked for a, a boutique pinball company in Spooky. They, oh, yes. They, they have a, a free focus group in terms of what theme would you want to buy, right? If you're only you trying, mean Pinside? Pinside. And they, they, like, but they, they can easily ask people what would you like. And if you were to just blindly ask Pinside – what theme would you like in a pinball machine? They would never say October. Nobody would, would say, say it. They, they would say, I, I, I think, I don't know if it was you or somebody else was making a list. I think it was you. Yeah, you had a list of what pins everyone wanted in each like age demographic. It was this week in pinball did a survey. Okay, and, somebody and I, and I reported on it. 
And you know, I, I and I listened to it, and I was like, you know, I think one that I've always thought would be cool is Futurama, and only I think it was like number ten in one of the demos. And I'm like, well, at least someone mentioned it. But I mean, like, well, you know, things like Harry Potter come up uh, all, all the time. Like, I, I think like with Beatles, if you're gonna like sell your soul to get a license and like bend over backwards, do it for do it for Harry Potter, not Beatles. Beatles right. is too old. I know you defended that game a lot. But I, I think that's another one where it's a demographic miss. We're, we're going to talk about Beatles, but before we do okay. that... Okay, October Fest. So let's, let's talk about... Okay, we, we both agree that we think it's, it's, it's a terrible theme, but w- then we actually got well, to see the machine. It, so what did you think when you saw it? Okay, well, I, I was like, oh, it's a terrible theme, but everyone said ACDC was a terrible theme. They Who said, said Metallica that? was a terrible Nobody theme. said that. Oh, why would that you be must... Ter- but why would that be a terrible theme? They, they have great music. Well, you know, when I thought of ACDC, I grew up in the country. All I could think of was a bunch of rednecks with no teeth that had, like, Camaros on blocks. Um, you know, you think about the demographics of people that like this stuff. But then, of course, you know, I was wrong. I th- well, and Metallica definitely had a negative reception until people saw the artwork. But, but see, but I would argue, like, ACDC, Metallica, Aerosmith, these are bands that have sold, like, 100 million albums. Like, they have global appeal. They still, they still sell out stadiums today. Yeah. Um, okay. So, aside from the fact that great music acts, you know, they they work well with pinball, and just rock and roll works well with pinball. Well, and it gives you a, it gives you a chance to make a somewhat uh, original theme if you think about it, because basically it's like take our music and then put right. put it to some put it right. to a, a mystery castle, put it to uh, a bunch of hippy trippy art. And, right. Yeah. Right. So but you so you finally see the October Pest. October Pest, October Fest, pinball Right, I'm, yeah. I've been drinking too tonight. So oh, you, when I when I saw the images of it, what'd you think? I thought it was awful. Um, I know I've, I gained a lot of consternation from that, including from you, because you were talking about my art. But and I saw I saw it on a phone. I was I was actually the Portland Metro Gaming Expo. So when I got actually not like I don't know like three days ago, I downloaded the full size image of like uh, that lady. Mm-hmm. And that man, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is even worse." And it's the thing that boggles my mind. American pinball seems to have signed some pact with some devil, where they get away with Photoshop collage art. Like Houdini was the same thing. It was just a bunch of objects randomly strewn around the machine, but it was at least consistent. You know, everything had like kind of like a steampunk look, even though Houdini had nothing to do with steampunk. I, but then, I don't understand the steampunk application to Houdini. I think. It it's it makes no oh, sense. Oh, someone's like oh, Houdini was the turn of the century. Steampunk was turn of the century, even though steampunk was more like late eighteen uh, hundreds, but whatever. And right, okay. yeah. But then I see this this awful, awful, awful woman. It's t- it, she's like she's like four women cobbled together at least. I've done crappy Photoshop art, so I can recognize it. I'm like in those <laughs> movies where they have the serial killer find other serial killers. Right, right. Like this chick. Get, so that you you were able to get into the head of bad art because you yourself oh, yeah. had committed the same crime. But you know what? I at least know how humans are shaped. <laughs> right? Like this woman, it's she's got like well, she she's like a drawing and then the guy is just a really exaggerated photoshop. But then it's got like a face is one, the torso is another. Then I think what they did with her skirt, I honestly think that's actually a shot of some chick's butt. Because if you look at the curve of it, it looks like a shot of a butt from behind. Mm-hmm. And then the legs are facing forward. It's so, a- anatomically impossible. People have yes. pointed that out. No, but there's people on Pinside that are like, well, have you seen chicks do yoga? Have you seen Cirque du Soleil? And I'm like, yep. 
and humans cannot move that way. Like right. a, a real, a real artist knows how humans are drawn. They, I mean, I saw, I almost wanted to puke. Someone on Pinside compared the art to Python Angelo, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Python right. Angelo was cutting up animals, and if you seen like his artwork, he's like his his like his sketches, like he knows what anatomy looks like of animals of humans, and this is just bad. Right. It's like, well, I, I made that joke. Like, they should have if, – if you can get your wife to do the same pose as this woman, American Pinball <laughs> will sit sent to a free game. And and with that monkey, it's the same thing with the monkey. It's like the art is misguided to the point where I almost think that monkey was just a mistake. Or maybe <laughs> – Well, okay. Let, let's, it's, a symptom, we're, not, it's a symptom of the problem. Right. We'll talk about the monkey in a second. But let's, let's just focus on why is it – well, now and like look I, I and you know it was me who said like how dare ben heck criticize art we we all can recognize that america's most haunted artwork will not go down in the chronicles of greatest art packages of all time but you guys were working oh, on no. a, a skeleton budget yes me, exactly get, right? american pinball has more money than spooky does now or certainly did then there isn't really an excuse for it so what yeah art so why not do you, that expensive why do you think it's hard for them Knowing that there is available artists out there, how why did, how do they fuck this up so bad? If I had to guess, um, well, first of all, most people have no eye for art. Uh, I mean, even if the art we put together for my game wasn't super great, I mean, I think it's certainly better than this because at least you can read text. But they probably saw how many people called Houdini. Oh, Houdini is is breathtaking. It looks so good. Blah blah blah. And I think I think Houdini looked okay, right? And so they're like, oh wow. This Photoshop collage art, which is how you, sh you shouldn't say Photoshop art. You say Photoshop collage art. This Photoshop collage art really worked for Houdini. So let's do the same damn thing for Oktoberfest. And they use, the, mean, sa like, they use the same artist. If yes, I don't I don't know who it is. It's probably not Josh Kugler, but uh, – well, Josh Kugler certainly did the uh, the LCD the animation. animations. Well, that's what's oh weird. Oh, my God. That, that, well, oh, my God. We'll talk about that in a second. But what's weird to me is they have an artist – who who will hand draw stuff, but to your point, it's like this, it's this amalgamation of like hand drawn with Photoshop with like exactly why like I've never seen three because different they're not they're not they're not thinking about the theme correctly. If you're making Who Framed Roger Rabbit, then yes, you can have a photo uh, a photographic human interacting with a cartoon because that's part of the story, right? right? Or what's that? What was that one Playboy back class that had like drawings and. Well, whatever. But they, they they clearly didn't put any any thought into the overall the package. And then, well, okay. The I think the sides of the cabinet look okay, except for those awful characters. And like, see, the thing is, they put those characters in front of the word Oktoberfest because they saw Rolling Stone magazine do it, and they're like, oh, we should do that. They didn't understand why they did it; they just did it. Right. And one and side think, says Oktoberfest. Tobe and the other says Urfest. Like I saw right. that. If, if you go to the newsstand, well, I mean, nobody does anymore, but um, you see like uh, Jewel taking up the whole page and like maybe the edge of the Rolling Stone logo is behind her. You still know what the magazine is because the magazine has been around for 50 years. Nobody knows what Oktoberfest pinball is. So why do you cover up the name of the game? It's like, it's okay. Yeah. If you have like this, like a hot singer or a supermodel or, or uh, Steven Tyler, yes, you put them in front of your logo. Right. But these two characters on the side, they don't mean anything to anybody. They're not more important than the name of the game. So the real Ugh. issue is, is they don't have a creative director that understands art on any level. 
It would appear that way, and you know, if whoever it is wants to kick me in the nuts for it, they're welcome to. But I mean, this actually—I think the sides of the cabinet actually would look pretty decent if they didn't have those characters there. But the fact they slapped those characters in front of the title, it's like, oh man, you were so close. Right. Or even like, I don't know if you noticed this, but on the left side of the back box head, it's got like this, the overhead or the, I don't know, like the, uh, the wide shot where it's like beer garden and there's like that thing. And the beer garden sign in the artwork is like touching the edge of the cabinet or the edge of the frames. Like that's a huge no, no, you just, you don't do that. Right. Or if you do it, you have it like halfway over. But the way it, you know, it is, it looks like, it's perplexing because it's 2018. If Stern had released this as an art package, what do you think the response would have been? Well, it would have been like the response to Beatles. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Beatles uses three fonts or less, which is a rule. Uh, you can read everything. It has a consistent color scheme. It's just this color scheme that people don't, or I'm sorry, 50-year-old Wait, men don't but like. are you really saying that you think the Beatles artwork is as bad as Oktoberfest? No, I'm not saying it's as bad as October. Uh, it's this. But people are complaining about the Beatles, not because of the art. They're complaining about the fact that it's a reskin that could possibly be like fifteen thousand dollars. I, I guess not enough people listen to your podcast because you were telling people that like a month ago. I know. I told everybody what to expect. Isn't it amazing? It's like I thought I lowered everyone's expectations. People still think it's going to have a coin door too. That's that's funny. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the monkey because. It, it's yes. interesting how <laughs> the entire game, Joel Balser's uh, design, everything has been overrided by this monkey touching two buttockses. What What are your feelings about that and the controversy that surrounded it? Well, first of all, I mean, do you th- is it deliberate? I mean, what is it? Like his hand looks like it's on one woman's butt and then – Definitely deliberate. I mean, because this okay. whole thing's Well, first of all, that doesn't make any sense because if the women are in a line, one behind the other, the monkey could not reach both of them, right? It only can reach them because it's a dimensional image. But if you think about it as a scene is set up, the monkey would have to have like eight foot long arms to do that. But we've already discussed that over at American Pinball, anatomically impossible situations will occur frequently. Well, yes, yeah, because the blonde woman whose skirt his hand is up, nobody talks about the fact she's missing a leg. <laughs> no, look at that. She, where is where is her other leg? Is this the monkey shot? Yeah, the, 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 the right. It's the two women, right? And it's like yeah, it's like yeah, a brunette yeah, and a blonde. And the one in the foreground—that's the one. His his looks like his hand is up her skirt. I don't think she has a second leg. It's like Paul McCartney's ex-wife. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and no, she just has a left leg. Yeah. So nobody notices the fact that she's missing a leg, but they notice this pervy monkey. <laughs> <laughs> But see, it, it's the forest for the trees. Like everyone, a, a lot of people, a disturbing number of people were like, oh, this art's fine. But then as soon as they notice yeah, some furry monkey. She has uh, absolutely no right leg. How many times, how many people have mentioned that on Pinside? I'm looking at it right now. If you go to the image of the monkey, which everyone's seen. So I guess when they, when they remove the monkey, are they going to then add a right leg? I would hope so. Unless, or they should give her a crutch or some sort of prosthesis. Because how is she standing there in line? But I'm just saying, it's like just Maybe stuff like that. Maybe that's why the monkey's holding her up. Yeah. See, he's, <laughs> he, he's a service animal. He, she can take him on a plane. <laughs> so, so there was – so, Ben, like, so people saw this. And, and okay. This well, set I, off – You, you want to talk whole, about the ethics of the monkey, yeah, not this, the – yeah. This set off an entire debate. Oh, yes. I read it. And, and did – what? so give me your thoughts on it. 
Uh, well, the art sucks in general, so it should all go out the window. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Um, oh, yeah, as far as the monkey being offensive? Uh, yeah, yeah I, would say, I would say the thing is, the monkey doesn't add anything to the scene. The monkey's not integral to the scene. Uh, so, okay, I'm bringing this up again. Who framed Roger Rabbit? The weasel, like, puts his hand down her, uh, her dress, and then there's a booby trap in it, like a, a thing bites his hand, you know? You remember? Yep. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yep. And then what's-his-face is like, nice booby trap. So the weasel's defiling her, but he has a comeuppance for it, and there's a joke. So, you know, if, if it wasn't, if there was some, some way that it was in context, I guess it would be all, well, less offensive. But the thing is, yeah, there's really no context to it. And if it's not critically adding something to the art, like Hugh Hefner having his arms around three women, at least there's context to that. But yeah, right. there's no, there's no reason to have it there. And I think, yeah, you have a lot of people who, Oh God, I'll probably get in some trouble. They're like, Oh, I, I don't find this offensive. My wife doesn't find this offensive. That means no one else could possibly find this offensive. Right. I mean, look, I understand why, why some people could take offense. I mean, this hobby has predominantly, you know, been a male driven hobby and. Oh, definitely. We, That's why all the back classes have, you know, hot women on, on them without bras. Right. Cause it's meant to attract men. Now, do you think like for the women out there who, who, who say that they're a growing population of the hobby. But when it comes to sales of pinball machines, do you think women are buying pinball machines? Women are saying whether or not their husbands can buy them. That is a good point. Yeah. I was, uh, I was going to say one other thing regarding the monkey. Um, you know, if there's something on the, on the machine that could offend, you know, you know, it's inappropriate, you know, for like a wife or a girlfriend or someone on location. And if it doesn't need to be there, you know, why remove it? And, you know, them removing it isn't quite like, you know, it's not as catastrophic as like removing like Kevin Spacey, the star of a series from a series, you know, just remove it. Who gives a shit? I mean, the art's not good anyway. It's like remove one layer of 58,000 other Photoshop layers and it's done. It's not like, I think some people see it as kind of a capitulation, but <sighs> It's not like having no footage from five Pirates of the Caribbean movies in a Pirates of the Caribbean pinball machine. But again, there, at least there's a reason for that. It's Disney. Right, right. I was going to say one other thing about like uh, – so if, if some men are like, well, I don't see how this could make people uncomfortable. And I, I read that comment from a couple of different people that made me think about alternate back glasses that men buy because some back glasses make men uncomfortable. Uh, you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So I, there's, wait, there's one of them. Go on. Cause uh, which is the one that people buy? That's got like more like hardcores and like, is it Flintstones or I don't, I don't even oh, know. Oh no, no, not that one. I'm talking like some of the ones that Oracle does. Oh, there's, okay. I don't know if you've noticed this trend, but like ACDC men, he did men. Yes. Men hate pins where there's men on the back glass looking straight forward. Ah. Like Chris Pine on Star Trek. Right. Baywatch, which is a really cool pin, but uh-oh, there's David Hasselhoff. Giant image of Arnold Schwarzenegger on Last Action Hero. Alec Baldwin on The Shadow. So are you saying that are these men like like repressing some sexual thing by removing a man staring at them with a long gaze? Think about it. Think about like at <laughs> least two or three of the Auric redone back glasses, and they have that in common. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with the shadows 
backlash. It's the, but everyone says it's got fucking Alec Baldwin on it. Well, who cares if it's got Alec Baldwin on it? But he's looking right ahead of the camera. But when you look at like Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris right. Pine is looking off to the uh, Chris Pratt's looking off to the side. Right. And then when the shot of Star Lord where he's looking forward, he's got his mask on, like stern nose. Right. I don't think so, anything's more traumatizing to men than the hair dick in Lord of the Rings L.E. <laughs> Nobody saw that? See, that's an honest mistake. That wasn't done on purpose. That was just like everyone <laughs> I don't think so. I think oh, Steve – I, I, I heard Steve Ritchie drew that in and was like, you know what? You don't like this. Where do I fucking do Star Wars, you assholes? Uh, <laughs> I, did, I just bring it up because there are examples of art on pinball that make men uncomfortable. So I brought that up. Right. As a counterpoint to those that say, "Oh, well, I don't see what what problem women might have," right? And you can kind of you can kind of see it. Like you look at a lot of these games where guys complain about the art, and you look at what they all have in common. Boom. Right. So, closing off on Oktoberfest, how well do you think this game is going to sell? Probably not super well. Uh, I I mean, who's it for? I, I I guess people want it in their in their basement because they like beer. You see, the thing is, nobody even is, is even talking about the game itself, like the geometry. All of the talk was about the art or the monkey. And it wasn't good talk. It was like bad marketing. Yeah. I mean, actually, it looks looks like a really cool pin. All the st- I mean, right. all those habit trails and stuff, like Stern wouldn't give you that unless it was like $20,000 game, uh, retail price. Game it, 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 It's crazy that they, they dropped the ball on the easiest thing to get right, which is the fucking art. Yeah, and here's the thing. Art is a one-time cost, right? So you spend ten grand or whatever on like good art once, which is what Stern does, and uh, then you have then you don't have to you don't have to pay that again for the rest of the game. But all those max and habit trails that is a recurring cost every time they make a game. So they're they're happy to spend that money, but they wouldn't spend a little bit more on a good art package, which is a you know write one check and you're done. Well, right. more or less. And I think ultimately for all these companies. Bless you, Ben. What what ultimately oh, I think makes people feel like this company just doesn't get it is that someone stood over that art package and said, yep, this is good enough. And that is why I think people are going to be like, pass. Let's, I think let's talk about the animation. Uh, like the animate look at the animations in this game in 2018. Well, I, I was just gonna say there is many times working at with Spooky that Chuck would be okay with something, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. This sucks. We have to do better. Uh, so yeah, I think there needs there, like Steve Jobs. Like Steve Jobs wasn't even really much of an engineer, but he would be like, this sucks. Make it better, and you know, right. the rest is history. Uh, oh yeah, the LCD animations are embarrassing. Honestly, uh, if you if you had like a, a free game on the App Store with that kind of animations, you'd still get zero stars. It's <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to say it's unexcusable because. Filling the LCD, especially when you have a custom theme, is very difficult. Uh, Spooky certainly learned that with Alice Cooper. However, again... But, the, but it looks great. I mean, in comparison, because, it looks great. because we put a ton... Of- we put a ton of thought into it. We storyboarded it. We wrote it. We thought of all the scenarios, and the artist drew shit tons of things for it. Because we put thought into it, but... I mean, it's, it's clearly Josh doing the art on the uh, LCD, and... It's uh, yeah, it's unacceptable. Like they have like show those three uh, 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 roller coaster cars from a side view, and you can see the front of the car at the front of the car. So they took car uh, clip art of cars with a slightly forward perspective, and then they arranged them as a side perspective. Ugh. Right. Oh, well, and then they've got like red text on a blue background. Are you kidding me? Right. I mean, seriously. You, that, yeah, oh. So these uh, are like these are these are just like. <laughs> 
like fundamental one-on-one mistakes that these guys keep making with animations. But again, I've said it. I was like, Josh <sighs> is not at the caliber that this company needs in well, 2018. Josh, he's a programmer. Yeah. Why? He shouldn't be doing it. He shouldn't even be doing it. May, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to save money. I, I don't know. But... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what. Chuck wasn't too thrilled with how much the Alice Cooper animations cost, but lo and behold, everyone loves them because they were done right, or right. at least right within the budget that right. we have. Let's talk about Spooky Bee because I know that you know the timing of of your next game with them didn't work out with with TNA, and I just want to I just want to hear from you, Ben, because I know you've been like you've been talking about this and 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 like just for the listeners of the show, like. Like, how did things go down, and, and what do you hope the future holds with you and in, in pinball? And and maybe is there a return to Spooky? Is there not? Like, just just the floor is yours. I would love to hear like what's what's in your head. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, pretty much as soon as I got done with America's Most Haunted, uh, Chuck's like, "Oh, you got to do another game, or you got to program Rob Zombie." He wanted me to, you know, just immediately jump into something else, and I was like, "I'm I'm way too burnt out." I mean, I was doing the show, and what a lot of people don't realize is that the show was a full-time job for like six years, a full-time schedule, and I was doing the pinball stuff on top of that. And I was also doing accessibility controllers for disabled people on top of that, and also building test equipment for the video game industry on top of that. Uh, so I was like, oh, Chuck, I just I – can't, I can't do it. I can't jump right from America's Most Haunted to programming Alice, uh, uh, Rob Zombie, although if I had – I probably would be in a better position there now, but oh well. So that's when they brought in uh, David Fosma. This would have been uh, 2015 in the summer, I believe. Right. Uh, yeah. So Chuck, he, he kept on trying to get like licenses for my next game, and there was a couple that there was one he was looking at, but then it didn't work, and there was another one that we were going to do, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, well, both of them I was excited about. So uh, it was fall 2016, and basically it was like, okay, I'm going to start designing this game. I built my new super rotisserie, which I still have. And uh, yeah, basically I was, I'll, I'll spend six months on foam core, then do a white wood, and then have a year to program it, which would have been really nice. And then it would come out, you know, 2018, basically the Alice Cooper slot. Uh, yeah, so, but what kind of happened was Alice Cooper was – pretty far behind in development. I don't think that's any surprise now, considering that it's still barely, uh, I think it's shipping now, but uh, so anyway, basically last summer, Chuck's like, oh crap, we've got to get something on the schedule. And that's when he started working on total nuclear annihilation. And I think basically, yeah, like my game just fell by the wayside because they were scrambling to get TNA up on the line because Alice Cooper was, Alice Cooper was supposed to come out in like, November of 2017. It's kind of like pirates. It was like right. nowhere near the target. So yeah, so they scrambled to get that going, which obviously worked out really, really well for them. And then just continued on the Al Scooper game. Then my game basically fell by the wayside. Uh, I submitted my Whitewood files in June of 2017, and that was pretty much the last thing. So that's was what. Well over a year ago. And so that game that you designed, Ben, with the white wood, because I just saw on Twitter you you, you showed a, a an example of the white wood. Oh, yeah. Like and, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, I'm just going to cut this myself. I have, a, I have a machine. Right. And and that game's been themed already? 
It was at the time, but I don't think it would be that theme anymore uh, for reasons. So, but it could be turned into something else. I actually thought about turning it into Predator at one time. I thought that'd be the ultimate. <laughs> hey, Just... Predator! Predator would still sell. It, Absolutely, it's a, it's a it's a it's a demographic bullseye for the pinball market. Look, Kevin would have sold all f- like well, he was making two hundred and fifty, right? He, he wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to build them all. He would have run out of money. Yeah, but he would have made at least how many do you think he would have got through before he ran Probably out? Probably forty to fifty. Okay, what did he end up making? Like eight. Uh, you mean the ones he sold uh, illicitly under the table to people in Michigan? Yeah, there's like four of them out there. I think there's like up to eight of them out there. So, so the, okay, this is there's a few people that he, just... he had. He had the parts to build ten, eight to ten. So I would assume. I mean, well, he's a redneck who doesn't even file taxes. So I would assume he built and sold all ten of them. Okay. So, what do you think your future is? And, and I mean, do you, are you still on talking terms with Chuck? I mean, you've been a little bit critical of like. Alice Cooper and the, the design and the geometry like so what are your thoughts like do you think Chuck should take it because I'm very critical well, of Chuck's I mean, design obviously that comes from jealousy because you know my game got put on indefinite hold because of Alice Cooper right uh, but but no I, I do think he probably should have baked it a little longer <laughs> right but uh, yeah but I don't know you know I, I don't think Chuck's too thrilled with me even the things I allude to so I don't. I kind of doubt I'll ever make a game with them again. Right. Do you think he's? Because I, I mean, I I say the same thing all the time. I I think Chuck should run Spooky, but I think he should stop designing pinball. And he, I, and he he was going to. I mean, he's like, I'm going to retire. You know, the next one's my last. Blah blah blah. And wasn't he going to do the Godzilla game until Stern took it, which is like completely public knowledge. So I guess I can right. It's say public. That. So w- let me ask you about that because oh, Stern <laughs> did that to get revenge for not being able to get TNA. So, okay, but how did they even know? That... Everybody knows everything. Well, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Okay, right. let's say Charlie or some other non-stern company talks to a license, right? And they're like, "Hey, your license would make a really good fit for pinball." And the license is like, "Okay, cool, yeah, yeah." So then, what happens is that license goes around to other companies. They're like, "Oh, wow, this one pinball company likes us. Let's see what other people say." And basically what happens is if Stern gets whiff of anybody looking at any license, they snap it up, even if they're not going to make it. Right. And so that's what happened, right? Um, with Godzilla, I don't know. Uh, I, but I think I'm assuming it was partially – well, Stern wanted to do total nuclear annihilation. And, so how did they uh, not get it? How did Stern not get that title? I – You'd have to ask Scott Denisi that question. But they wanted it. They didn't get it. And I honestly think half the reason for that Godzilla thing was probably just revenge. Because honestly, I don't think Godzilla is that great of a license, especially if you're stuck with like the Warner Brothers new version. Although I thought Skull Island was pretty good. No, but they got they got like that that like that Toto or Tato, whatever they got. That's what they secured, like that obscure one that Chuck really wanted to make. Yeah, well, like old school Godzilla. I think that's if you were going to do it, that's probably what you should do. Because otherwise, you're stuck doing the movie of the week, you know, like Sega Godzilla or. Let me uh, ask you a question, though. Um, Let me ask you a question, Ben, because let's say let's say Stern acquires the rights to Total Nuclear Annihilation. Okay, they could make 500 of those games in like two, three weeks. Right, I mean, they could just they could oh, crank you just them out. Burn, burn through all the demand. Well, the de- right. I think the demand's higher than five hundred. They just well, but the, but they the, just stop but, making it because they got to. But one that's on what the I'm, line. I'm curious about, right? Because does a game like TNA 
if it's available in large quantities immediately, does it have this? Does the demand remain strong? Because a lot of what the demand, you know, the demand is like, you know, there's like this sense of supporting the small guy. Like people do go yeah. in on spooky games because they want to support the challenger to Stern. Now, if Stern makes TNA, does anyone like, is there the same hype around it? I think people would have still bought it. I mean, they'll people buy all sorts of stuff from Stern. They'll buy Beatles, even though they complain about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, spooky made TNA exactly the way that Scott de- designed it, which is good. That wouldn't right. have happened at, I mean, look at what, what is Iron Maiden? Like half of what Archer was. Right. So I don't know. And, but then I, I get, I think the better question would be like, how many of those could they actually have sold? Although I will say Stern sells in Europe. Europe would have loved that game. TNA, right? It's very EDM. It's very like, got great music. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally. Well, I mean, and also Stern's got the the distributor model, right? I mean, that's what people don't get. It's whenever Stern has a product, they've got a sales force around the world pitching it and buying yeah. and, and, and selling it to customers. Like you Stern is, is is excellent at manufacturing pinball machines because they've been doing it for thirty years. Right. That's that's their biggest goal is that they you order a game from them and it gets made. Right. So that's, you look at you look at Alice Cooper right now and, and what what are your thoughts? Well, I hope people enjoy it. I actually put, a, I actually did a lot of work on that game as well, uh, because once my game basically went on ice, I was like, "Well, Chuck, what should I do? I'm still on retainer," and he's like, "You can help with Alice Cooper." So I did that for about seven months, and then in January, I was like, "Ah, I've had enough," because so, <laughs> so, it's, it's not a theme I care about. Uh, but like, the, like the castle crawl, that was all me. Um, I storyboarded almost everything I wrote about half the script. So there's a lot of my DNA in the game. That sounds gross. So I hope people at least appreciate the elements that I put into it. Now, the, the, on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. The one main complaint, the, the tight shots that I talk a lot about in terms of like geometry, it, it, why, why do you think people put extremely tight shots in games? Is it, is it like, a desire to get they, one more shot in? Ha- yeah, because they want to have more shots in the game. I mean, you see that with Houdini. Houdini has a lot of shots. Uh, personally, um, like the game I was working on had a lot wider shots than uh, Alice Cooper. And it did have, I can't, couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but it had a pretty good number of shots as well. But I don't know. I think, you know, make the shots you know fairly easy to hit. Put the difficulty in the repetition of it and ball control. And in the code, so it's not it's not it's not just that you can hit a shot, but you, know, you have to hit it, and then you have to do this combo, and then do something else, because it's like you don't want to punish someone for doing something that they uh, that they tried to do right, or you know, like if if they have, if they're gonna make the shot, then let, it's it's like in video games. I don't know if you play video games, but what do you mean you don't know if I play video games? I, I oh, have yeah. an arcade in my apartment. I all I do is play. Well, Xbox I was gonna talk. I was gonna talk about first person shooters. So yeah, I'm playing Call of Duty right now. Talk. To they you. have. They have bullet magnetism in that in those games. So as long as you're somewhat near the head or the body, they actually curve the bullets in to hit the person. So you might not have technically hit the person, which is, is actually would be pretty difficult if you think about it realistically. So they, they cheat. They're like, okay, you're close enough. You hit the guy in the head or you hit him in the arm, right? Right, right. And I think, I think a pinball sh- should be like that. As long as you had pretty good intent on the shot, it should be – 
it should be easy to make. And if you want to have depth or difficulty, then you can do that with the code. Right. But that, that's my design philosophy. I also think there should be an obvious dum dum shot. Like in America's Most Haunted, there was a ghost with a three bank and a magnet. So it's like, oh, I should hit that. Right. Do, is Theater there is there such a shot in Alice yeah. Cooper? You think? Not really. There isn't like there's a three bank, and you hit that at the beginning to like select a monster. But I guess. Mm, I would say no. Like, if, if, if from from my standards or like what I would go for, it needs. I think every game should have a dumb dumb shot, which is what I call it. And right. I don't like, really think like that shooting Groot, like shooting the genie in, in Toten. There's just shooting the ringmaster, shooting the trunk in Theater of Magic, which is like the best toy ever. Right. Uh, yes. It's like or shooting the zombie in uh, Walking Dead. It's like basically if someone walks up and they don't know a goddamn thing about anything they're like oh i can even like a giant wolverine i know everyone hates it but like oh look i'm hitting wolverine even though you shouldn't hit a hero right. character but whatever I think, uh, speaking of dumb dumb shots this entire game is, is a dumb dumb shot um the beatles so what what were your thoughts when you saw nice this seg- <laughs> what's up what'd you say nice segue and not the kind you ride on but it, like think about it like there's nothing uh, there's nothing confusing about what to shoot for in the Beatles. Yeah. It's got those, well, like that, that's a good thing about a drop target. It's like, Oh look, there's four targets. Hmm. Oh, I hit one. It went down. That means I can hit the other three. Oh, I bet if they all go down, I get a bonus. Right now. Do you like, so the Beatles came out just a little over a week ago and it's a reskin of sea, Witch. do you, do you, approve or disapprove of Stern doing this sort of like classic pinball approach to the Beatles pinball machine? I, I don't know. I would, I guess I would say I disapprove because it's not what people expected. Clearly. Do you, you think they expected like a modern sort of like ACDC Metallica, like, you know, or like, well, Aerosmith, they expect it. Everyone pictured in their mind like hippy trippy graphics, like ni- late 1960s, you know, like Sgt. Pepper's All You Need Is Love, you know, that era of the Beatles, which is like when everyone took their music seriously. Like, like no serious music, music critic really appreciates the early Beatles. It's all about the later stuff. I think the reason people were so disappointed in that reveal was because they saw things like Aerosmith, which has a really great, well, you know, Aerosmith is. You know, that's what 19, early 1970s are almost as old. And it had that, it had that kind of feel that people expected. And I think they were, they pictured that for Beatles. They didn't get it. And they're like, this sucks. Right. So okay. as far as like doing a classic style game, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure even though Sea Witch is much newer than the Beatles, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I, I know, I know you've talked to us about this a lot, but I, I actually don't think that out. Okay, you know, like, with, okay, this is topical. When they do, like, a, a political poll, they'll, they're like, well, we, we called 2,000 people and asked them who they were going to vote for, or we asked them what they thought about Kleenex, right? And you're only talking to 2,000 people, but it's actually a pretty good sample that can, you know, sample the entire nation or the entire demographic. And people may talk about Pinside only being a small, small part of the pinball world. However, I think it's actually a really good cross-section of the pinball world. It's, it's, it. Actually, there's like what? There's tens of thousands of people on that site. I mean, people would if like someone running for office on Tuesday could get ten thousand poll answers instead of two thousand, they would cream their shorts. Right. So well, I, I think that I think, Stern, Stern reads Pinside. Don't let them tell you. They, uh, they, of course they do. I think the thing is the way I look at it is this: is that 
any pinball product that you make really should never alienate the diehard pinball enthusiast, right? And I think this game has alienated them. And I think the other one was Supreme, but Supreme's different because unlike Beatles, Supreme has a built-in collector base like no other. And they'll buy anything. Anything. You could put Supreme on, on, on toilet paper. And they'd buy yep. it, right? Or, or a plunger or a crowbar. Anything, yeah. There, yep. was, there was Metro cards that were going for $200 that were $10 Metro cards. Did they work? <laughs> they worked. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is this. It's like there is this assumption that people will just buy this because it's a Beatles collectible. And I think that that isn't accurate. But I also think that there are so many pinball buyers out there that are addicted to buying the next new box anything that this still will oh, yeah. sell pretty well. There's all, I mean, you, you always see these new collectors and they have like the last 12 Stearns in their basement. All they have is Stearns, like not even any William stuff from the nineties. Right. Cause there's, there's, a con- say- there's a convenience and there's a simplicity to like just getting something new with no hassles. I think, I personally think the Beatles is a little too old. For a theme, I know that's kind of, that's kind of weird to say in an industry that's going to release a monster skin. <laughs> yes, which was what a show that ran for two whole seasons in in 50 what like years like, ago? Yeah, fifty years ago. I mean, it's it's I I think that's dated as fuck personally, but I know it'll sell because it's monsters and you know that woman from Ten Commandments, Yvonne DiCarlo, and you know Butch Patrick. Do you think the monsters LE sells out sight unseen like? Like Iron Maiden, or I guess Iron Maiden was seen, but do you think it sells out quickly? I think it will. Uh, a lot of people seem to want it. I don't understand it personally. I don't understand Batman sixty six honestly. It's like it's like people people our age because I think we're about the same age. It's almost like they're nostalgic for nostalgia because if I think of Beetle, uh, if I think of Batman or Monsters, I remember those being on as reruns. Right, I remember I the kid. reruns too. That's it. Yeah, so I mean, but think about it, like someone who actually watched the monsters when i was on tv like some of my mom's age they're not buying pinball machines and also they're not i don't think they're gonna buy a beatles machine but but the reruns do help in 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 the sense that it doubles it propagates it forward yep yep totally and and that's where i think but i think the beatles is even older like i'm 42 I, i have absolutely zero affinity for the beatles like i don't listen to them i don't i don't play them in my car I like I appreciate what they've done, yeah. but I, they don't excite me as much as the monsters or Batman sixty six does. That makes sense because Batman sixty six has like kind of a, a fun cheese factor to it, and yeah, it's, it's got it's got quotes people remember like you know holy zingers Batman. I, I, all I can think about with Beatles is my mom. My mom adores the Beatles. Like um you know she was like the screaming teenage girl back when they are out and i bought her paul mccartney tickets for one of her birthdays like i don't know five years ago or whatever but the thing is she's a 67 year old woman who's retired she's not gonna spend six thousand dollars on a pinball machine let alone 20 right i bet she'd love for me to buy one but that ain't gonna happen right right well look we're, we're gonna know this week what the pricing is of this game because I, I also think Stern is testing the waters on the pricing based upon the feedback over the last like 10 days I, I, I think, yeah that makes sense yeah I, I just 
this whole like 100 diamond edition that's the same exact game as the rest it's of not, them it's not going to be 100 did you notice in the video it said five of 100 the first four are going to go to the paul ringo and the widows i guarantee you yeah okay well think about it it said five of 100 in the yeah, video yeah. i bet that's why probably look they're going to do everything in the marketing playbook they can do to generate hype um, I still think, though, that I think it's going to be fine. I think the other thing about Stern Games is they don't have to sell them all in, in two weeks. They, this game will be available to buy for five years. And they will make them Or as whatever the ordered. term of the license is, which is probably more like three. But... Yeah, but Chemical will like extend it. So let me ask you a question, Ben. If you could work for any pinball manufacturer, who would you work for? Hmm. Like if nothing else was a factor? Nothing else. Maybe like JJP because they put a lot of money into their games. Let's talk about them. So like in terms of like who just like throws everything into a game, do you think they sort of allow the creativity to to materialize better than anyone else? Well, certainly they do. Uh, yeah. I mean, American Pinball seems to put money in their games as well. But say what you will about pirates, at least it has a consistent vision and style. Uh, so you know they they have that, and they're also you know they they should make more games though. I mean it's why, they kind of don't make very many games. What why do you think that is? Because I look, I love JJP. I'm always perpetually disappointed by the by the final execution of their games, whether it's a curious theme or just like. A guy wearing mom jeans holding a cell phone when you you're gonna let Pat <laughs> Lawler design a game for five years about that dude? Like what? Like you know what I'm that, saying? That guy that guy looks just like Captain America. It's it's like uncanny. But like it's like Jack is always so close to a hit and he never can hit Oh, he had a hit, like Wizard of Oz sold got gangbusters. He's renewed that license like two or three times. But, but that's the thing, it's like his inaugural title is the is the biggest seller he's had ever since yes. then jack is like playing t-ball and he's like whacking the t and missing the ball i mean think about it his sales went four so thousand. what's your what's your question <laughs> well the, the question is and i agree with you you'd want to work for jack because jack like allows the creativity to not take a back seat to the the bomb right but why is at least. But yes. why isn't Jack more successful? I think he needs to make more games. I mean, he does. He doesn't even release a game a year. I mean, Spooky releases more than that. And um, you know, like and the thing is, think, but why is the hiccup there? He's got this big factory. He's got this billionaire investor. What's the holdup? I don't know. I mean, there's probably probably some sort of bottleneck in the design phase. I. Wait. So do you, would you, you should like have Jack to, on your show and ask him that. If Jack <laughs> called you up tomorrow and said, "Ben, come on, come over here, help us," would you would you like entertain that? Uh, I would. That's all I'll say on that subject, though. <laughs> all right. Well, Jack, call up Ben Heck because he could help you get more efficient. I think so. And look, I've told people out there too. I I. I would offer my marketing services to Jack in a heartbeat because he just needs some help. 
you can't sit around a, a table and say, you know what, we're going to make Pirates of the Caribbean in 2018. Isn't he allegedly making another uh, Guns N' Roses He's making Guns- theme? It, that's like your, that's like, it's, it's those, one, are your, those are your boys, right? It's 100% happening. Slash is working on it. The, the next three titles are going to appear in the following order. And I know this for a fact. Toy Story is next. Then it's Guns N' Roses, and then it's Willy Wonka. How's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it might not be in that order, and I might be incorrect. But those are the three titles that are next from Jersey Jack Pinball. And I there's want... a lot of times I I don't say things because I know them, so I I will not comment on that. But it seems like a very good analysis. <laughs> he's he's got he's got three stellar games. I think they're going to be regular bodied games, which is also another important thing. I just don't understand this. Like, Willy this... Wonka is a fantastic theme for a pin. Great theme for a pin. I, th- I, I personally think it's better than Toy Story. Uh, well, I, it, it depends yeah, I, what... I'm not a big fan of Toy Story. That's just my own bias. Well, like, here's the other thing, too. It's like, I think what's challenging is Toy Story 1, I think, is a great movie. If you need to make a pinball machine based upon Toy Story 1, 2, 3, and the new 4... It gets really hard to cram so much into one pin experience. Well, that's what they did with Pirates, yeah, right? Yeah, five movies. It's too much. It's too much. But there's a lot to work with. I'm I'm sure Keith's thought was like, oh, we can have really good depth of the code. But, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean isn't like Star Wars. People don't treat it as religion. They don't memorize the religious texts. They don't remember all five movies. You know, they're not, they don't remember what this character did or, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, no, 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 Ben, Ben, in in Star Wars, everybody remembers everything. I would say, yeah. Oh, you're saying, yeah. Pirates is different, right? I don't, I don't remember any of it. So like, it's a fairly disposable franchise. Exactly. And, and, and so much so that, that Disney just booted Johnny Depp from the franchise itself. So, well, they're probably tired of paying him so much money just to act drunk. Right. Right. He's not acting. So, Ben, let me ask you a question. I give you $10,000 to buy a new inbox pinball machine. What pinball machine would you buy tomorrow? You know, I would probably maybe get it dialed in, to be honest. I okay. think it's I think it's really cool that they made an original theme, even though it's so original, no one wanted it. But I still love dialed I mean, like, I, I do love dialed in. I just think if they just redid the callouts of that game, it would go from being what it is to like a a knockout hit. And well, and, again, it's it's like they have America's most haunted level callouts, but they should have a lot more money than that. Dude, so yes, exactly. Right? Like there, there, there's it's it, basically it, employees and programmers that did that. Yeah, it was like I heard like Pat Lawler did some of the callouts. I'm like, what? But, no, like they should. If you look at if you look at the like, I think the display in that game is brilliant. I mean, they're like, okay, it's an original theme. We don't have any graphics, any video. What do we put on the display? And they made it like CNN. You know, like here's the right. news updates. Here's the city. I mean, that was fantastic usage of, of the screen. Like as far as the LCD goes, like Jersey Jack is so far beyond everyone else. It's not even funny. Yeah, no, they look great, and you know, I mean, I. I keep hearing people talk a lot about the Hobbit because it's 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 been getting code updates over the past few months to the yeah. point now where people are you know they're saying it's like the greatest Well, code. it's a good you can get them pretty cheap. It's insane. You can get a Hobbit limited edition for around $6,000. I feel that it's too wide too wide and too floaty from play standpoint. Yeah, I've always felt that way. Physically, you know. But apparently 
I need to rethink it because the owners are now saying it's an epic journey, kind of like the movie, um, but it's not even a journey that um, Samuel. <laughs> I, want, I want to say Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> it's Peter. Ja- <laughs> it's it's not a journey that Samuel L. Jackson and Peter Jackson wanted to go on because uh, oh, the yeah. I, like I think it's hard when the movies are not classics and they're not cult classics like the hobbit oh yeah the hobbit was wasn't done out of love it was done because oh it It, didn't flop but i mean have you have you seen the behind the scenes videos about that it was yeah like he got screwed like the director quit right before production began and like he he didn't even know like what he was shooting half the time well the problem was that mgm was in bankruptcy so that's why Guillermo del Toro quit was because he was tired of waiting for MGM to come up. See, MGM owned the film rights of The Hobbit, so they had to wait for that studio to resolve its bankruptcy before Warner's and New Line could proceed with the actual production. That's what held it up. Right, right. So let me ask you a question. And then, yes, Guillermo del Toro. I mean, I think I would have loved to see a Guillermo del Toro Hobbit movie, but right. instead we got a, a Peter Jackson. Like, Peter Jackson went from, like, 70s George Lucas to 90s George Lucas in like five years' time, unfortunately. Like five minutes where they're like hey, – the, the phone they got rings. got his head, like, head stuck up the ass of a hard drive. Yeah, the, the phone rings. They're like, dude, you have to make these movies tomorrow. He's like, what? Yeah, like the, there's YouTube videos about it. Like the pre-production on those – it was insane. Like I, I, I can't even believe the movies turned out as well as – well, I wouldn't say it was well as it – I can't believe they got done. Like right. it was there, so – this- great quote from Jackson where he's talking about he's filming a battle and he's like I have no idea who's supposed to win it he's like fuck yep. it we'll just film it and then we'll edit it <laughs> like that great well that that's when they that's when they pushed the schedule actually something else to remember like when they first announced the Hobbit pinball machine they were still only going to have two movies that really? was before they yeah that was before they split it into three movies wow. Wow. so that actually gave uh, GJP some breathing room actually right. let me ask you a question um, deep root pinball what do you think they're telling us they're going to make more games in one year than all manufacturers combined. What do you think? That's impossible. Also, why would you do that? I mean, it's not like Apple. You know, you're not selling three models of phones to 100 million people that have different amounts of money to spend on a phone. Uh, it's have a very. Ever, have you ever talked to Robert? Oh, yes. I know Robert. How do you know Robert? I know him. <laughs> uh, Did he try to I, buy Spooky? Was that is that rumor true? Is that is that public knowledge? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've heard it from. If 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 that happened, then certainly I would have been part of those discussions. I'll say that. So, but I I know Robert, yes, and I've I've talked to him actually just as recently as this spring. Um. So what do you I think? Because I because like friend like walk me through that. So well, they I have that, money. I, that, I mean, we've heard that. So that's good. But there were discussions for him to maybe acquire Spooky, and he goes off and he's doing his thing now, and he's he he's built a pretty formidable team of of people. Do do you take him more seriously now than you did when he walked through the doors of Spooky? <sighs> I never doubted that he could raise capital. He certainly had that down. I mean, he's a he has a you know his wealth management funds and whatnot. Oh gosh, <laughs> honestly, no, um, because he 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 had the ability to raise capital. That's you know that's what we we heard. He clearly raised the capital, and now he's hiring people to work for him. So until I see something, I my opinion or it you know if they show us something really cool, then I'll be like, wow, that's awesome. But until then. 
honestly, in my opinion, he just raised capital and hired people. So, right. But you're a good barometer of like you, you're a doer. You're a maker. I don't think anyone would ever deny that you are a guy that like sees through the bullshit. Like you were one of the first dudes who stood over John Papaduke's Houdini and was like, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It doesn't work. None yeah, of... it was a, it was a box of lights that he used to trick American Pinball into starting a company. Right. So I think which is pretty ironic considering how their art looks now. Right. Well, they should have just used the Houdini art, but anyway. Yeah, it was it was Matt Andrews who did he did the the cabinets for Magic Curl, and then yeah. he also did uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation. So yeah, so the, the original is... Houdini art was cool. So when when Robert was pitching Spooky, like was there anything that was just like like felt uh, if, off? If, if, if that happened, I'm not going to repeat anything that happened from that okay. meeting. Okay. Well, existed. Okay. Well, so they now are working with J-Pop, which you you worked with J-Pop and you know, you were you were you have a game kind of a game like Raza is inspired by Ben Hex in Retro Atomic Zombie Adventure Land. I I'm, looking back now, I think John just wanted to use my board set to be right. honest. Speaking of your board sets, did you ever get an apology from a home pin for stealing them? Uh, yeah, he emailed me about it, actually, and now I'm in the special thanks. Although, I played that game. I'm not sure if I want to be in the special thanks. <laughs> but, uh, you know, honestly, at first, I was really honored because I'm like, oh, my God, I've made it. The Chinese have ripped me off. But then when he denied it, you know what the thing is? Maybe he didn't even realize it. You know, maybe one of his engineers did it, possibly. But it Do you just buy kind that? Of Do you buy that? I mean, there's no way. No, that's not what he said. But I think that could be it. it no, it's totally possible. I right. mean, like, I could I could have taken our board set from. Uh, uh, I could have. You know, Chuck wouldn't have known the difference. He wouldn't know where it come from. You know, so maybe Mike is the same way. Do you I mean, like, it's the same thing. If like a doctor showed me a picture of something, I'm like, this is your spleen. I wouldn't know if it's a spleen or not. Right. Do you, Ben? Do you think there's too many companies in pinball right now? Oh, definitely. I think that we're really testing the point at uh, the same thing happened with video games. There was a gold rush. Then everybody and their brother started making games for the Atari 2600 and there was no quality control. And eventually that collapsed. And I'm honestly surprised the pinball market has stayed as healthy as it has. I mean, a lot of money has been sucked out of the market through some of these failed ventures. I mean, it's pretty, pretty in, in, intense. Like, like the amount of money that like spooky made on like, AMH and Rob Zombie is probably like half of what was lost in the market through like the Dutch and John and everyone else. So granted, you know, the clientele is fairly wealthy, but still it's pretty insane how much money has just been evaporated. Well, not evaporated, but turned into salaries of employees that never produced anything. Definitely. If you could give George Gomez one piece of advice, what would it be? What would I tell George Gomez? He knows far more about this than I do. Why would I give him advice? <laughs> what would you? What advice would you give Chuck? Charlie? Ah, uh, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe uh, take investors. <laughs> Shit. Right. What oh, advice man, would you he's give? He's gonna kick me in the nuts. If, wh if what advice would you give Jack? Make more games. Because his games are really cool. He just needs to make more of them. Right. Isn't that the thing with JJP? It's like. It's just cadence. It's like we want more of what he's selling. We just don't want to wait to, to for them to come out the day after we die. 
Yeah, if anything, dialed in, like he announced it and then it was pretty much ready to sell. I mean, that was one of his fastest games. Although, yeah, as you said, it, it was rumored to have been in development for like five years. But here's the crazy part. Dialed in is finally getting critically acclaimed, right? It, it when, when the Twippy Awards happened... People it, couldn't get over the theme. The theme killed that game at first. Okay, okay, but here's the thing. It won the most Twippy Awards for any new pinball machine. Right as it's starting to get some momentum... Jack shows pirates a year ago and kills sales. Why would you do that? Exactly. Here's the other thing. This is why we're not going to see Munsters this month because Beatles is just revealed. Yeah. We are not seeing Munsters until 2019. That's an exclusive I'm giving you on Canada's Pinball Podcast, people. But that is how Stern operates. We're going to see whenever. Well, Stern. Under, well, Stern understands, like, you know, they're like, we can't, you know, I mean, I think, do you think Deadpool sold well? I, didn't, I don't think it sold tremendously well, because I'll tell you why. The, the LEs are always a good barometer. Oh, I, I've, I've, got, I've got some advice for George Gomez. If you're going to make a Deadpool game, make it R-rated. Yeah, what was up with that? It's an R-rated comic. Yeah, well, even if it's not R-rated, honestly, the humor in it was like playground humor. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. They hired Nolan North, you know, who any every video game person knows he's a big time video game voice actor. And then they give him this you're the juggernaut. Push the boom button. It's like <laughs> wow. I hope I hope to God. Okay, here's a rip on Stern. Stern's Stern's writing sucks. And I hope to God if there is well, there is an Elvira three, I hope they let Cassandra Peterson write it. Because if not, oh God. Ugh. All right, so George Gomez <laughs> You heard it here first. Ben Heck is telling you, let Cassandra write the dialogue for her own character because she knows how to make it the best, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I have not been impressed with Stern's custom writing for pins. Right. I mean, it's like, it is interesting because, you know, the, so much of what makes a pinball machine enjoyable is, is the script, the call-outs, the storyboarding. That's why people love Attack from Mars and Monster Bash and Medieval Madness. But they were well-written. You know, the, the jokes were self-contained. You know, the Duke of Bourbon's like, come on in and let's take this outside. Right. Like, you don't need to explain why that's funny. It's, like, short and concise. And you don't have that in modern pins. So Deep Root is investing a lot in that area now we haven't seen anything oh yeah because they have like what storyboarders and like screenwriters and stuff so do you think they're gonna fix magic girl you'd have to redesign the whole game basically to fix it same thing with raza which wasn't even a game also raza retro atomic zombies um there was at least three things on the on the art that you get sued for so you basically have to start that game over well they had robbie the robot godzilla and something else right right so, do, do, yeah. do you think John's ever truly apologized for what he did? I don't know. Do you think the he's is, even sorry? Like, do you think he you know, feels? What's kind of ironic? American Pinball should have kept John because he would not have let a game like um, Oktoberfest be made. <laughs> so well, he, he's, he's an amazing art director. Right. Maybe you know, maybe he can't. You know, I think he's a better better mechanical engineer than people give him credit for, but. Um, if there's, he he creates games with a with a unified vision. Whether or not those games get made is one thing, but I mean, I think American Pinball was just pissed at him. That's why he's no longer there. But do you think? Here's my question: Do you think John would have made a game that looked like Oktoberfest? 
No, I, I've said this before. John is the greatest creative director in, in the history of pinball. And that's what he should be doing. Exactly. Like even back in the day, what game back when he was making Circus Voltaire looked as good as Circus Voltaire? Nothing. He could take any artist too and, and get the most out of them. You know, I still find it yes. funny. People need to realize artists are usually directed. It's like you have to, you give them a direction and they follow it. And then an art director makes sure it's well, consistent all, across all levels of the product. All you need to do is look at Matt Andrews under John's art direction and Matt Andrews under Scott Denisi's art direction. And Scott's openly admitted he's not an art director. So he doesn't, you know, he's, he's guiding him a little bit, but John has a knack for it. And, you know, I, I just, I, I think it's like if also... I if I was if I was Robert, that's what I would have John do. I would why even have him design a pin? I mean, he, that's what he's best at art direction. Well, I don't even think he's designing new pins. <laughs> you know, they, we... well, like it's his his kit. Remember his kiss game that he made? I Gorgeous. mean, Gorgeous. it looked amazing. Yeah, it had the band. It had all the women swooning and the smoke, and it looked great. Right. I mean, too bad it wasn't a real game, but right. If it wasn't for John Papaduke, Ghostbusters. Iron Maiden and Deadpool would not look the way they look. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's like, I, I still find it funny. I mean, that, 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 is, that, is, that is one thing good to come out of the Zidware is that the industry got uh, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he's kind of burnt out. I don't know if he's, he, he's been like, you know, he's been on a crazy schedule with pinball, and I hope he comes back because he's, he's an, a phenomenal artist. Well, he has uh, to make three versions of each game. That sucks. Yeah, but but again, like I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Stern needs to justify the the jumping up in price because the games aren't really much different. It's well, really... no, they're 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 using uh, Jeremy's art to hide the fact the games are empty. So, do you think a Stern, any Stern's worth nine thousand dollars? No, it's a plaque that has a number on it, and that's all the value. I I was looking at some of their recent like premiums and LEs, and it's hard to even really tell the difference physically beyond the art anymore. Well, it, the premium. I used LA, to not bag on Stern, but now I don't care. I mean, well, yeah. it's like you know, in in, in a way, it makes you is, long makes you long for the days of tinfoil rocks on Star Trek. <laughs> right. It's well, like, it's wow, kinda, at least I had these tinfoil rocks. It it is kind of crazy, and and I was at Barcade last night in Williamsburg, and there was a uh, they actually have a Jersey Jack. Oh um, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, they have, they have a Pirates of the Caribbean next to a Metallica. Um, and it is absolutely insane when you put a Jersey Jack machine next to a Stern and you say both of these are $9,000. Yeah, but remember the good – no, you're absolutely right. There's no but comparison. The good thing about Stern is that they manufacture the hell out of their games. They are leagues beyond anyone else as far as the manufacturing is concerned. Again, they've been doing it for 30 years. Yeah, and, and, and what they understand is I think they beautifully is that a lot of the people in this hobby like just want a new game. I mean, get, every game gets boring, every game gets old, and every four yeah. to five months you want a new experience. No one else will scratch that itch but Stern Pinball. Yeah, and I think that's the um, that's the one of the issues uh, Spooky has is that if people are waiting a year for a game, uh, maybe they don't want it by then, or maybe you can get a secondhand one. Like I remember the first time, first time I saw a secondhand AMH. I don't remember when it was. It was it was when we were still selling them, but it was like. 5500 or 5700 I'm like, oh, shit, because it's $6,000. Like, I was – I was. well, that's the problem with Houdini right now. Like, people are selling them all day long for like 6200 bucks. So why would you buy one brand new? 
Well, and, uh, but, but Alice Cooper is facing that right now. I, I, I saw a guy can't even sell his spot for 600 bucks, which is like he's already losing 400 and you can cut the line, and it's still for sale. So it's like if you can, if you can build games faster, you remove that problem. But but if you build if you build games quickly, though, that's what I'm most curious. Is like if <laughs> if if you build them quickly, will you even sell them? You know, there's this weird thing. I mean, Spooky's this I think, weird I think, middle ground. I think, I think you would. The problem with building them quickly is that you have to design the next one quickly. Right. So you basically are speeding up the pie machine, you know, in that one I Love Lucy episode, or you're speeding up the treadmill. Yeah, and they're all coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like the thing is, like, okay, you know, we could hire more people and build them faster, but then we have to design the next one faster. So maybe, you know, maybe that's the problem that Jersey Jack has as well. Like, you know, again, it's all about, you know, what your bottleneck is. But of course, you know, Stern has many designers and now they have John Borg makes a game every year and you know, they can feed the beast. And even if they have like a WWE, which they're still, you know, I think, you know, all the trees will be dead and the atomic bombs will be over and there'll still be a pile of WWE LEs <laughs> in Stern's warehouse they, that people they, will be sculpting parts from. Yeah. They will find new ways to use that armor until the day we die. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be used. It'll be like fallout. They'll be using it like as actual armor right. you know, against the Raiders. <laughs> so Ben, a, a little interesting fact about you is that you, in real life, you are friends with Hilton better known as Y snow on, on Pinside, right? I am. So w- explain him to us. You don't really like him very much from Expl- what I've got. <laughs> explain what explain him to us. Like I'm just curious is he seems to a, a, like take on the contrarian voice in, in any debate. Why is that? Hmm. Like, oh, why did he on. why did he back Kevin? Why did he back Andrew Highway? Like does he just hate Stern or is he just trying to like see pinball improve and he gets caught up in it. Like, I don't know. He's always, I don't know. He's always really excited about new companies. Like he was excited about predator. He was really excited about spooky. Uh, what was the other game? Wrath of Olympus. He was all pumped about that. He's got one. Oh yeah, that's right. He does. Um, I don't know. I just, he's, he, he is really into pinball. He has a ton of games and he operates a ton of games. I don't know if people realize that about him. He has got the Madison pinball company. Like I couldn't even tell you how many games I have. Like, um, say what you will about him, but he, at least in this town, he's pro- proliferated pinball greatly. He, I mean, he probably he must have like seven or eight locations now. He basically stores his games in bars. What it's is great. He, what does he do for a living? What's his What's his like day job? Uh, I don't. He he has a job. I don't think I'll I'll share that, but. Uh, I'm not gonna like give his employer, but he doesn't he have, like some IT job or some like tech job? He has a job. <laughs> no, pinball's not his main thing, and I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not going to dox what he does for a living. I just don't think that's appropriate. You, but, okay, uh, but wh- it's not. He doesn't work for the Department of Defense or anything like that. Do you it's think? Just a, do you think it's healthy? And, and this is not just Hilton, but there's like there's like a handful of people that are on pin side. And, like you know all, what. Hilton Subaru is totally decent. <laughs> that, <laughs> no matter what you say about right, right, it. Right. So do you think though, like that Pinside brings out the, do, do you think Pinside brings out the worst in some of these people who are just on it too much? Like they're just arguing at the, like, like what's the I point? Mean, I mean, 
Well, I see that happen with myself. Like I go in there and I argue about Oktoberfest and then I just can't I can't wrap my head around the facts that people might think it doesn't look awful. And you said that with you see that with uh uh, uh, Greg, rare hero. He's been back lately, bashing Oktoberfest, and that you can see him get frustrated. I don't know. I it's. <sighs> but what do you think? What do you think that is? Why do you think people go into a thread after they've already said their piece a few times? But it's like they set up camp <laughs> within oh, a thread it's... that they don't even like. You know, is it? Do they feel like they need to like wrong the injustice that is this horrible game? It's um. Well, it's it's the feedback loop of social media. Like you post your opinion on the internet, and oh my God, you want to know how people react to it. I mean, I mean, you you do that. You have a podcast, and you know you're interested in how people react to it. And uh, yeah, and something like uh, like uh, going back to Oktoberfest. Um, the thing is, you know, say what you will about my game's art, but we had to suffer that same issue with people didn't like the art, and we had to fix it or make it better in order to sell the game. So I've been through that. I experienced that. And it's kind of like, you know, it's not like jealousy. It is jealousy. It's like, oh, my God, we had to put up with this much shit. How are they getting away with it? That sucks. You know, like having to like. Right. There's like no, there's no excuse now. It's 2018, guys. Like we took some of the arrows that you should have learned from. Exactly. And that, that kind of bugs me because it's like, okay, we learned this lesson or, you know, lesson I think everyone should have learned. And you bring this up a lot is theme is everything, period, period, period. And it's like, why haven't you figured this out yet? And it, it, you kind of like pull your hair out about it. And I think that's why, like, you know, yeah, that that's why some of us might have a cross to bear when it comes to stuff like that. Right. Or like, you know, if you're like Oric, like, you know, Oric is a you know, creative director at uh, Ars Technica, you know, so he, he thinks about, you know, layout and design as his job. So when he sees another industry where it's like people are being praised for making shit, it makes him tear his hair out. Or if I think about, you know, the games we've done, like, oh, the Rob Zombie playfield sucks or America's Most Haunted playfield sucks. And, you know, we have to, yeah, we take those arrows and they're like, maybe some, you know, why are these people doing this? Haven't they learned? I mean, there's all this, like, Pinside, like, I don't care what other manufacturers say, I think Pinside's great. It's it's like all this information, it's 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 amazing. Like, people are giving you all this information for free. Like, it's like, you don't even have to do market research, you just read Pinside. They'll tell you what games to make. I mean, Pinside wills games into existence, and Stern makes them. It, it, it's it's it just happens. So I, th- I think all the information is great, and I think companies should read it and say, "Oh, people don't like Photoshop collage art. Okay, let's not make a game with that." Right. And and the feedback is is uh, is so valuable. And I think what's interesting is for a lot of these new companies, you know, the hardest thing to get is like the right information to succeed and. And it's giving them that for free. Yes. Like they could start a thread tomorrow, and and like that's what I'm curious to see. Most companies have to pay for that data. Yeah, pay yeah, pay through the nose for it. Yep. And it's right there for them. And you know that's why like you know as I think about Robert and Deeproot, it's like if there's anything they have going for them is I think they're building their company based on the feedback. Now, whether or not they can deliver it, whether or not they can make balls levitate and whether or not, you know, all, all the question marks I have. Oh, you can make a ball levitate. It's going to take a shit ton of power. Right. Uh, and look, I, 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 you don't need to make 10 games, make one good game. That's all we need every six months. You don't need 10 at once. Um, but you know, the thing is, is like, I do agree that it, it is healthy to have that dialogue. Now, 
I just think that some of the hyper users on there, you know, they're they're caught in their own vortex of hearing themselves talk and hearing, you know, the the thumbs up, thumbs <laughs> it's down. It's an ironic thing for a podcaster to say. Absolutely, absolutely. Like the thing is this: the the, the reason why this podcast is. I think where it is, and, and this is why I do think podcasting is, is another healthy medium for pinball, is I can get my point across, Ben, without 50 fucking guys jumping down my throat, telling me like how stupid I am, which is, you know, every yeah. single sentence I make on pin side would be deconstructed, but I can make it on this podcast without having to defend my integrity every 30 seconds. Yeah, it's it's like being allowed to finish a sentence instead of be, having people yell over your sentence. Right. You know, I, like you know, burn him, burn the witch. Well, and it's why it's why Ben, like, I, I I love you coming on because even as people listen to this, the context of 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 your statements and how, why you feel the way you feel, it it comes across much better in 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 a podcast. You, you write a sentence and people lose it, like. Well, you you can't you can't imply you know you can't imply or infer intent or emotion with text, not nope. easily. But you nope. can. Well, I think was it, were you talking about this in your podcast? Like, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you can you can get verbal clues, you can get visual clues, and you can tell what they're thinking, and you can form your arguments in real time based off their reaction to it. And you can't really do that with with text. No, no, you you can't no. read body language. I mean, there's you know at some point. You know, the I think everyone just goes over the line when they're on the forums because it's like it's you, pretty civil in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I if you compare so the, the pinball industry to the video game industry, my God, it's like <laughs> it's like John Lennon's vision of yeah. the imagined future, right. peaceful compared right. to video game world. Well, what what game? And and then and Ben, I'll let you go. It's Sunday night. We're we're we're, we're getting we're getting into like head to head pinball territory here. Where yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, I told I told Ryan, I'm like, man, one of your podcasts is as long as a Lord of the Rings movie. Like, uh, like how how's that even possible? Like, there is a certain there's a certain point where people will stop listening. Or yeah, they, he gets yeah. mad at me when I make, make fun of the length. So Ryan, don't worry, I'm gonna add a Marty laugh track after I say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you also notice that the on the Oktoberfest, the uh, the male bartender, his wrist is broken? Oh, really? Yeah, like the the hand holding the beer. If you look at the forearm and then the angle of his hand, it's also impossible. <laughs> why why they put a mustache on a girl too? Who wants to look at that? Apparently, disguises are part of Oktoberfest. Somebody said on on Pinside. But you know what? If you have to explain why there's a mustache on a woman, you shouldn't put a mustache on a woman. Again, nobody knows anything about Oktoberfest. What do you know? Okay, when someone says Oktoberfest, Chris, what do you think of? I just think of Germany and beer. Yeah. Do you think of mustaches or disguises? No. I don't. I, I, I always I, I always go back to like the Chevy Chase European vacation scene and, and where is that Oktoberfest where he's like at that German festival and they're like slapping each other? I don't think I've seen that movie, unfortunately. You haven't seen European Vacation, Chevy Chase? No, I saw like the first two, I think. Sorry. It's the second one. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Go watch it. No, um, no like I – look, I – but to your point, Ben, I, 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 I never ever think of Oktoberfest like ever. I've never been to one. I, I don't – I don't relate to it on any level. Um, as I mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, um, 
Oktoberfest pinball being a topic actually inspired me to buy some Oktoberfest beers. Well, so. let me ask you a question, man, because if I was like, here, here's a more popular U.S. holiday that I also think would tank as a pinball game. Imagine if I said American pinball's new theme is St. Patrick's Day. <sighs> Way more people celebrate St. Patrick's Day than Oktoberfest. Is it your your fiance's Irish? She's Irish. She? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saint, uh, that's actually somehow worse, I think, because it sounds even more drunk, right? Like <laughs> Oktoberfest at least sounds like there might be some bratwurst or pretzels involved. You know, some some starch, you know, to fill up your stomach. Right. I just love the I just love the sequence of events. American pinball makes a game about a German beer festival that takes place in October that they will ship to you in February. Well, then it's American pinball founded by two guys from India and a guy from Canada. So it, it gets even even stranger. It, it's uh, just like, I, I can't, I can't. I just like, I literally, I could help Davil and Normal make that company like a success if they would just call me. And I keep telling Normal this. It's funny that these guys like... They clearly I, desire it to be. I mean, they're, no, they're no, going I, for I, it. I was giving Normal shit tonight. I Facebooked him because I'm like, dude, you reached out to me and said you wanted to talk about marketing and I asked you some questions and I wanted you to come on the show and he he, he still keeps blowing me off. I just love it, Ben, that I, I do marketing for Fortune 500 companies that make billions of dollars and I charge probably $400 an hour for my marketing and I'm like I will give it to you for free and they're like no thanks we'll just make October I think, I think the issue that you might be having is that in the pinball world you come off as abrasive okay but 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 I get that so Coca-Cola but, Cola, but, you know loves you but the pinball industry might okay, not okay but like that, but that doesn't mean your opinion that, that doesn't lessen the value of your opinion but that might be why they're hesitant but I don't, I don't get it I'm, look I it's it's no skin off my back. Like I, I'm just saying. No, like if 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 you're pitching to a new client, you're gonna sell, tell your new client, here's how many previous clients I have done things for. Like oh, I did you know the Dr Pepper thing, you know that we've all heard about. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe some of these companies they just think they they don't they don't need the help or they don't and they clearly don't do market research. And I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, like, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, and look, it's, it's within the industry too. It's like, I just think there's enough instant institutional knowledge. If you read pin every day or read, you know, this week in pinball every week, there's yep. enough institutional knowledge that would never land you with Oktoberfest. Like, yeah, you just can't, you can't, I can't understand the, I, I just want to know why. Like maybe you can't get back to the future, but I mean, I bet big trouble in little China wouldn't be too hard to get. I mean, it's like it's like all the information, as we mentioned, like everyone talks about like, oh, Facebook's taking your data. Google's taking your data, blah, blah, blah. Well, well, you know this. The reason they take your data is so they can sell it to companies and the companies pay big money for that data. That's why those companies are rich and they use that to target advertising. So huge companies, much you know, infinitesimally larger than the pinball industry are buying that data. Here's Pinside. Just like Facebook, people are creating the data of their own volition. It's right there for the taking, and it seems like everyone but Stern is ignoring it. Right, right. Well, you know, it, it's you're right, and I, and I think the the greatest thing Stern does is make people think that they're not listening, 
They listened <laughs> about everything. They got the art. It's like they stole the artist. They didn't steal them, but they they took the artist that people wanted. They improved everything. They improved the LC. Oh yeah. Like, they 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 saved Zidware the right way, which was to hire yeah, they, Jeremy. But they take the best elements <laughs> that people are looking for, and 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 they and they give it to you. And then you know what? Then you you feel compelled to buy, and people buy. And I, I give Stern credit for that. You know, Stern is so much smarter than people give them credit for. And this is why I sort of I'd agree. Yes. This is why, like, I, I, I literally had to do my pinside babies around the Beatles because I just think if any company deserves the right to do whatever the fuck they want, it's them. I still... I, uh, my issue with the Beatles is not necessarily the artwork. Well, I think the artwork is aimed at... Okay, it's basically um, old woman nostalgia. And the guys can't understand it because they're guys. Right, because if you look at that game, it look it's the the art is feminine or the colors are feminine, so it's like oh you know remember when you were screaming at the Beatles when you were 15 years old? Well, this reminds you of that time. Oh, you're you're an old woman with no teeth and you're on Social Security. Remember when you were 15? That's what it all is. Like whether it's like you know Iron Maiden or Ghostbusters, it's all about nostalgia. So it really it feels like a uh, kind of a Beatles nostalgia fantasy. It's nostalgic. For when the Beatles first came out and everyone was screaming at, you yeah, know, but, you can't, but, 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 but like it's period correct art does like, right. The color. Yes, it is. It is. The, the, I agree. The, the, but most pinball people are men and those colors do not appeal to men. And so they're just like, blah, this is gross. They don't think about, oh, this is intended for someone all, else. Nobody. Here's the thing too, though. Nobody has stood over this game yet. And I've talked to a few people that have and, and, the the reviews have been very positive. So we'll see. I mean, we're going to see people... People are going to see it this week. It is absolutely going to be played this week by other people, by objective third-party people. Oh, so I'm, we'll, I'm sure they'll all, they'll all change their tune. I mean, yeah, they always do. The art could be better, but you know what? Beatles is probably the most restrictive license ever, I'm sure. So I'm sure a lot of that was their hands right. were tied. I'm sure like, oh, here's the production stills you can use. Here's the face face shots of Ringo and Paul, you can use, you know, I'm sure, well, just like Disney or uh, Jack's Pirates of the Caribbean, like ultimately you're at the mercy of the license licensor. Right. All right, Ben, we're, we're almost on an hour and a half. Any final words uh, to the, to the listeners of this, this incredible podcast? Well, uh, Chris does get scoops that are quite accurate. So, you know, you shouldn't be surprised if Beatles is a reskin of Sea Witch because he was telling you that like three weeks ago. Like three months ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, I will say one thing. The fact that a lot of people kind of hate you is actually kind of freeing because you don't have to worry about pleasing people. You know, you're like, oh, I have to be nice to all the pinball companies so I get access to them. So they'll talk to me. He's like, you just don't give a fuck. And you say how, what you feel. And I think that's what makes your podcast really entertaining. I appreciate that. I mean, the only person in, in, in my world that I ever need to please is my mother. So everyone else can not just... even your Not even your fancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, here's the thing, though. I think this podcast I is put always... no effort into pleasing my mother. I'm just that trying to gross. find some truth in this hobby. And, like, I, you've, you've listened <sighs> yeah. to all – You've listened to all my interviews. I have been nothing but respectful to anyone who comes on as a guest. Everyone from Jerry to George Gomez, they all have a good time with this show. And I think, you know, 
being sort of blacklisted or, you know, like, you know who black, like wouldn't come on the show? Um, Eric over at JJP. I, I reached out to him. It's like, look, you can take that heart, that, that line of like, I won't talk to this guy. Josh Kugler won't talk to me. He won't respond to my emails. Like all that does, I think is hurt their ability to get people excited about their products. And my listeners like hearing these people talk about their games. Well, you probably said something wrong about one of those companies at some point, and that's yeah, well, why on the well, shit you know, list. But, 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 but again, it's like I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna give every game an A or B review. Like, there's, I think, <laughs> I think there should be more, should be more criticism in pinball. I mean, if you go back to the video game industry, like a video game studio can spend two hundred million dollars making a game that they sell you for sixty measly bucks, and if the campaign is anything under six hours long, people act like. Jesus has been crucified again. You know, it's, yeah, it's, are, it's, these, it's, these are, but compared to, the, compared to the pinball industry, the pinball industry gets it off easy. Dude, the customers, six, six to $9,000 yes, products where I think people's expectations of them are so low right now. Yes, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's insane. And you, the, the fact, the fact that people are that forgiving for a product that expensive, I mean, that's like half the price of a, of a you know, cheap car. It's like it's ridiculous how much slack is given, and I I think there should be if there was if there was more questioning in pinball, you wouldn't have the DP fiasco or highway pinball. Like, do you remember when the Dixie Chicks were ripping on George Bush really early in his presidency, and everyone was pissed off at at him, and then a few years later, it turns out that they were just ahead of their time, right? Right. And but, but that's but, the thing. Like you, but, you were ripping on Andrew Highway long before he went belly up. But you were right. Like there, there I, I, needs I've to never, be more objective criticism. But I've never, I've never, and I said this, I've never gone after anyone who didn't deserve it. That's the way I feel too. I mean, I might complain about Stern making empty games or whatnot, but you know, obviously they're a very good manufacturer. But myself too, like I would rip on Kevin because I knew he was full of shit. Um, mostly that, and I'll rip on. I'll rip on Star Wars for being what I think is like probably the worst representation of that whole world under glass for that universe. But I'll praise Stern when they do it right. I mean, look, no one would listen to this show if I was just like a Debbie Downer, like negative about everything. No, there's good and bad. But if you can't see the bad along with the good, you're just going to get ripped off and end up like frolic with like WWE and like Mustangs in your collection. So go ahead. I actually kind of like Mustang. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, I think people should, you know, if if uh, if Oktoberfest art isn't very good, even the monkey thing. I mean, I know they're kind of blowing it up, but you know, it's better that people actually discuss it than be like, oh, who cares? Or you know, this art's fine, blah blah blah. Or the LCD is fine, right? Uh, but but, yeah. but I'll say this: when American Pinball wants your money, when Monster Bash remake is the same price. And they're going to put those animations out in the world in 2018. I, I think it's like, can, can we be honest? Can we like actually talk about this oh, company? The, uh, the dots the dots that uh, Chicago Gaming puts on their new games are amazing. I think amazing. that's... I, I think every game should just look at... It looks like an Amiga game. That's that's what I would personally love to see. But yeah, like the Monster Bass remake is, is awesome. Like the price is really aggressive. It's got a ton of mechs in it. Like Stern would never put that many mechs in the game now. And 
Yeah, that's that's probably like well, the because they the, didn't the have secret. to design them. <laughs> that's <laughs> those true. Were, those were designed by a lot smarter men many years ago. But the thing is, is well, why... not just the design, but the recurring cost of putting them into the games. Right, but the 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 concept of everyone just thinks they need to do an LCD just to do an LCD, but only do an LCD if you can do it right. If you can't, think... don't do it. LCDs were a big fat landmine laid in the path of the pinball industry that they happily stepped on. Right. It has nothing to do with pinball. Again, if you're gonna if you do it right, like Jersey Jack did it first and he does it best. Stern does it perfectly adequately. Spooky is getting pretty good. But then yeah, you look at something like American Pinball and like like You could easily say that American Pinball has the worst L C D of any company. Like we used to we used to la- joke like me and my editor were joking about like the Houdini animations, but the Houdini animations look like fucking Walt Disney did them compared to Oktoberfest. So they're going backwards. They are, and that's the thing. Like you talk about America's Most Haunted, Spooky never went backwards, right? We went from that, then we went to Rob Zombie, which was a lot better, and then Alice Cooper, which everyone thinks is like the most amazing game ever, and it does look really nice because it's consistent. But yeah, like if look if you look at uh, American Pinball, like the art in general on Oktoberfest is worse than Houdini. It's the same style, but it's done worse. And then the LCD, like at least the LCD and Houdini, it it was it looked polished, but, but, but oh that, my god, Oktoberfest. Then I was... think I think this is a really good closing point and i think yes, you're right you should close this. <laughs> i know I, I think that what people want to see with every company is one thing and that's progress that you will continually get better and learn each game you make should be better than the game before and i think spooky's done it I think Stern has 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 definitely made improvements, even though they get cheap on the mechanisms. And I think that's why people are so utterly disappointed in Jersey Jack, is I think everything after Wizard of Oz has felt like a compromise and hasn't felt like the right steps forward. And I think Dialed In might be an anomaly, but I also don't consider Dialed In to be a Jersey Jack game. I think it's a Pat Lawler game that he just commissioned to make. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like... That's what we want to see. Your your new game should be better than your previous games, or else I'm gonna hold it accountable. Yes, I think that's I think that's a fair thing to ask. I mean, obviously things are beyond their control. Like obviously they have complete autonomy. Well, not autonomy. They have complete control over the content they put in something like dialed in. Whereas pirates, you know, you've got the corporate overlords of Disney but they looking knew, over you. But they knew when they said, okay, at some point, you know, Ben, there was a meeting with Disney, and they're like, here's the only, here's what you can can and cannot use in the like game. Em- empty rum bottles. Yeah, you can't use any footage from the movies. You can't use any calls from the actors. And Jack says, "Well, it's probably not, probably not that they couldn't, but it would have been astronomically expensive." Okay, so but then they know they can't do it, and they still go ahead with it. To me, that's when. See, I this is the thing. Well, about Alien, Mar- Alien was a pretty, you know, Alien was a pinball machine without Sigourney Weaver. And, but they they could have had her. But also, from what I've heard, for all like eighty people who have it, it's a phenomenal theme integration in that game. Yeah, Hilton had one on location near oh, my geez. old place, and I played it quite a bit. He won't stop gushing about that game. Um, all right, Ben, I really appreciate it. Let's yeah, no not, problem. 
let's not be strangers. I want you to come on more often. I always appreciate your point of view. There's not going to be too much news the rest of the year because Munsters is not coming out until next year, and it's just going to be a, a Beatles bitch fest, I think, the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> but I hope um, that you find more outlets in pinball, and I do think um, that any pinball manufacturer out there uh, would benefit from from your expertise and so i hope that we can get you you in the game making more games in the future so that's that's if you're listening and i know you are manufacturers call this man up and 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 let him help you because he's he's a he's a very good smart efficient maker out there he's not a talker thanks you know you're that's why you're that's why you are who you are you make shit you're not a talker you do you don't yeah i don't know if people just say a lot people who just know me for pinball probably actually don't realize how much stuff I have built in the in the, the course of my career. Right. Well, Ben, have a great late Sunday night, and we'll talk to you real soon. Sounds good. All right, brother. Bye. I don't